family and all the New Life family that's on the, amen, the web today and, and joining in with us. Thank you for joining in with us today. Thank goodness for the uh, technology we have to stay connected. Amen. But we're, we're going to talk about something today. Uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? And this is a very important question today because of last week's message. If you didn't get an opportunity to hear what Daddy was saying through his son, Sean, how many heard last week's message? Amen. And if you didn't get an opportunity, I would encourage you to go on our website and uh, click that one on and, and just you and the Lord get off by yourself and let him talk to you because that's basically the main thing. That's the main thing. Keeping the main thing. The main thing is ah, presence. Amen. Giving room to our Father to have place in his house. He is so in love with us, isn't he? Ah, you, you, you just turn him on. He just can't stop thinking about you. He can't stop doing what he does with you in mind. He wants connection and relationship. He wants connection and relationship. That would be the two points we're talking about today. If, that, if you don't know, amen, today that um, there are some key elements to us hosting him. And um, we're going to talk about that. What is it that you're looking for? And in that, you're going to begin to realize, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's what I'm looking for that can reveal where I'm out of balance or out of alignment. And, and the Lord will wait on us to listen because every one of us have access to hear, to host, to carry the kingdom of our Father wherever we go. And you'll arrive in whatever location you arrive in from point A to point B. Heaven is declaring if we're going to be the children of God that we believe we are. When you arrive there, the kingdom of God has arrived. Amen. Because the kingdom of God is within you. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Keep the main thing the main thing. In his presence, there's fullness. In his presence, there's fullness. Anybody ever feel anger at times? That's not his presence. Anybody feel the emotional frustration of life at times? That's not his presence. He'll go there with you because he loves you. He'll be there to help you get out of it. But often, the things that we experience in our life that are so emotional, uh, the enemy's so good at what he does, he'll get us to blame God for that. Why is God allowing me to go? Why is God letting me do this? Why is God letting me go through whatever it is that's so emotionally challenging? Amen. And, and uh, the Lord's asking us, why won't, we, why won't you just let me come to my house and I'll show you? Amen. And so... Pursuing him, amen, receiving him, opening up to him because he stands at the door and he knocks, amen, and he wants to come in and sup with us. 
And what he wants to sit down at the table and talk to us about is some of the things maybe we don't want to talk to him about in the moment. But the Holy Spirit is given to you and I to convict us of sin. The Holy Spirit is not given to anybody to condemn you of sin. Oh, the enemy didn't like that being said. Because his role is to make you feel bad about the fact that you have sinned, that you missed the mark, that you stumbled and fell. But a righteous man or woman can fall, but they arise. Amen. Eventually, you're going to get perfected in that whatever it is you're stumbling over. And the next time, you'll stand. Amen. The next time, you won't fall. You got it. Because... Amen, you're hosting him on the level that you let his presence empower you to be an overcomer. Amen? And so we're going to get direct today about what is it that we're overcoming? What is it that God has empowered me and you to overcome? But without his presence, you can't do it. Without him, you can do nothing. But with him, all things. You'll fall in love with your spouse again with him. You'll get to whether you you'll get to be a man content in whatever state you are in. I didn't mean another location state. That too. What are you looking for? It's so important for us to consider today because in that will help us to understand what it is we are fighting. Jesus fills us with his spirit to empower us to let him address the sin in our life. Why does Jesus want to address the sin? Because sin separates us from him. It's the only thing that can. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. But the enemy knows how to keep you from taking advantage of the love of God and stepping up and being who he designed you and I to be. He's very good at that, and he can do it in such a suave way that you don't even realize it's happening because you believe in Jesus. You've experienced Jesus. you felt his presence. Amen. You, uh, you know, I'm a follower of Christ. But all this baggage is going on. All this stuff is happening. And, and, and he has a way of getting us to blame God for it. And God can't be blamed for it, even though we'll attempt to do it. That just tells you how, how uh, manipulative the devil is, our enemy is. Amen. All right, so there is competing forces. We would all agree for your attention. Jesus wants your attention, and something else wants your attention. So let's just narrow it down to there's two that's vibing for our position, and Jesus called it out. Amen? And I got under pretty good amount of conviction this morning around 3 a.m. In Matthew 6, 24, this is what it says. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one 
and love the other, or else you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's your competing forces. Let's catch this, because a lot of us have definition problems. I didn't realize how much my, my definition was. But I looked a little bit deeper into what mammon really is, and it is simply the spirit of covetousness, coveting. It's the spirit of coveting. The need to serve, amen, something other than the true source. I covet. You ever ever covet wealth? You ever covet uh, uh, air conditioning? <laughs> I'm going to tell on myself. Let me, let me just pause for a minute. I'll get right back to that definition. Just to help y'all, because I, I got some people on my side right now. Thank you, Jesus. But do you know the Lord's doing something today, even if it's 104 degrees? And I can get so bothered by the fact it's 104 that I'll miss the kingdom doing what the kingdom's doing. But the kingdom needs it to be 104 today for some reason. And if the kingdom of God is doing something with 104 degree temperature, I want to be there with him. And so I want to be delivered from the fact that I got a problem with 104 degrees. I know it's light and we're having fun laughing at one another, but we're fixing to get real about it. Amen. What did Lucifer do when he was struck down from heaven? He coveted the very throne of God. Y'all tracking? And he takes the spirit that he entertained and let get into him to a garden. And he suckered our mom and dad into joining with him in coveting. Amen. Anybody ever feel like you deserve something? That's, that's not cool. That's a trick of the coveter. If we're honest with ourselves and we'll tell the truth, we don't deserve anything. Based on reality, the idea that I, come on, our culture's messed up, isn't it? That's okay. We're in the middle of a miracle right now. The idea that I'm entitled is messed up. If Jesus is God in flesh, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Have y'all checked out what happened when God come in flesh and what he did? Did you check out what he went through for me and you? And if you consider him and the cross that he took, amen, so that I could live and be in his presence, what in the world am I complaining about? Is that okay? 
So we have to pause for a little bit and realize the reason the Spirit of God can't come into his house is because we have the door shut to him. And that, that door has been shut because I'm coveting. Oh, this is important. Every marriage that's been broken is because of the spirit of mammon. Any, any relationships on the rocks, it's because of the spirit of mammon. This is so important, y'all catch. It's because we want to host God's presence. For him to do that, connection has to happen first. Number one, connection has to happen. And we all can agree that sin is the issue when broken connection. This is the problem. So when the 120 are filled with the Spirit and the multitude sees it, and they're not guessing, something's going on with them. I don't know what's happening, but what is this? It wasn't just a, you know, confession of Jesus. There was an experience going on that not only were the ones experiencing knew they had some, but the ones that didn't have it yet knew they had some. And they want to know what's going on here. And the, 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 the ask was, what shall we do? And the first thing you do if you want to be a part of his presence is you repent. Repent. And this is not just a one-day deal. Well, I repented in 1974, I'm in. No, it's a life of repentance. As we grow in him and grow in his grace, we're casting down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself above God. And we get to, by way of his presence, his spirit empowerment to cast those thoughts down. You're not going to cast them down if you ain't empowered because you will serve one or two masters. And if you're not empowered by the Spirit in fire, you will yield to those thoughts and imaginations every time. Yeah. The next thing you know, you're yielding to things you know you shouldn't. It's causing all kinds of emotions and challenges in your life that you don't know what to do with and you're heavy with it. Next thing you know, you're trying to perform for God now. Maybe I can earn my way in. And you might go to church every weekend. Maybe, maybe that'll count. Jesus ain't looking for anybody to go to church. He's looking for everybody that will to be the church. But we're not getting brownie points because we go to church. What we are getting is an opportunity if I go today, if I go to church, which there ain't no such thing. The church is the body of Christ. It's all over the earth. Ain't, ain't two or three churches that are only one. And those who choose, and that, that may be in denominations and all kinds of, you know, non-denominational work. Those who choose to receive the Spirit of God and His fire, they're empowered to be sons and daughters of God. And wherever they go, they carry the kingdom with them. And they carry a good news message. Man, connection. And so, connection between heaven and earth. 
God chose you as the apple of his eye. He chose you as the object of his affection. You are his passion. And he's knocking on everybody's door, no matter what you've done. He's knocking on your door. And if you will acknowledge his knock and say, Lord, here I am, he'll take you just as you are. And when he gets through with you, the stuff that's been in you that you don't want there, it ain't there no more. Because the spirit that we host does a work. Come on, we've said it multiple times. We have to keep saying it so we can catch this. You, you're not born again. You're not saved, amen, for the purpose of going to heaven or missing hell. We're saved so that Christ can be formed in us. Heaven comes to earth. And when daddy is through using the temple that belongs to him, this body, this body lays back down and it becomes back to the dust of the earth through what he was taken. And my spirit is called up to be with him for eternity. I don't all that looks like. Does it matter? What matters is do I have him in my heart? Is he at work in my life? Is he taking every thought that's causing me pain and frustration and emotional stress and the list goes on? Is he taking, amen, and giving me his presence so that I've been set free from every religious lie that I've entertained? And all of us have lots of religious lies that we've entertained. All of us. That's why I need you to help me. You need me to help. We need each other, don't we? And so we do what? If we're going to host him, if we're going to host daddy, come on, he's right here. If we're going to host him, we submit one to the other. Amen. And in his name, where two or three are gathered in his name, ah, number one is him, number two is you, and number three is me. And if you're going to worship too, you want to worship, he's number one, I'm number two, and you're number three. That's in his name. And you become more concerned about the needs of others than yourself. You can't covet doing that, can you? Is anybody more concerned about the needs of the person sitting next to you than your own? Because if you're not, then mammon has a hold on you. If you're not passionate about the people around you where you're sitting right now, more than you are yourself, mammon has a hold on you. And it's important that you address that. The Spirit of God is given to us to convict us of sin. Sin has a place in my life because there's a worship going on, amen, to, to the Spirit called mammon. He comes as the other Jesus. Paul wrote it to the Corinthians. The thing that bothered him more than anything is that the believers or Corinth were going to be deceived by this spirit of mammon that came as Jesus. And he tells them, he said, you've got all these flesh works going on. You're carnal. You've got all these flesh works going on, these attitudes and these arguments and these disputes and acting like big babies. And he's telling them there's a problem with that. He said it this way. Paul wrote to the Galatian believers. He said, uh, now keep in mind, he's a guy. 
I believe in a man, I believe in a woman. And I'm not throwing political curve right now. I just believe like God believes, man and woman. All right? Well, and the reason I'm saying that is this, because I'm not being political. We want to be Christ. Paul said it. He said, he's a guy now, but somehow in the spirit, he's operating as the bride. And he says, I travail even now for you as my own children that Christ be formed in you. Right there in the book of Galatians chapter 4. Why is he saying that? Because the spirit of mammon is working in them and they're being childish. And he says, look, as a child, everybody's got to catch this because we all have to graduate, right? As a child, we're under tutors and governors and guardians. That's what it says right there. In Galatians chapter 4, we're no different than a slave. Oh, y'all know slavery has been going on for all of uh, time? Am I promoting it? No, it's real because of mammon, a spirit of coveting, creates a dynamic that puts people in slavery. The need to be, anybody ever deal with self-worship? You got, you, 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 you'll see here shortly. Have it my way at Burger King attitude. But the spirit is working, and Paul said, you're under tutors and guardians, no different than a slave. Even though you're an heir and your daddy's the big one, he's everything, you're under these tutors and these guardians until the time of appointment. What's that? Until we become sons that are now not under tutors and guardians, but now we're manifested Christ. Christ has been formed in us. Isn't it interesting in the, in the kingships of our world that in order for you to operate as royalty, you have to go through tutoring and guardianship? you got to prepare yourself so that you can step out one day and be royalty and be powerful and have that ring of authority and dominion and rulership. Well, the world is messed up on that. On God's side, amen, to be a king, amen, one with authority and dominion and rulership is to be a steward of the manifold grace of God and to serve daddy's kingdom on a level where he is receiving his glory because we're depicting his nature, his character, his name that's above every name. Isn't that awesome? And Jesus is saying to the multitude, he says, you can't serve two masters. You, you're going to love the one and hate the other. And Jesus got real with them. He says, you hate me. If your father was the same father that Abraham Father, is you would love me, but you don't love me. Isn't that what he told them? And he's talking to the religious group. Have I been religious? Yep. 
didn't know it. This is helping somebody right now. Look, what are you looking for? It's a very, very important question. And if, you're, if you want to make sure you're looking for the right one, you need to double-check your connection. And you can go online and listen to Sean's message last week so you can get connection right. And when you get the connection where it belongs and he gets his house, he gets liberty to be Lord of his house, now he's wanting relationship. The very thing that he wanted with Adam from the very beginning, relationship. Anybody love relationships that are healthy? You like relationships? I mean, I, I like hanging around people that I'm attracted to. That's why I married that girl right there. But did you know that Mammon wanted to stop me being attracted to her? Yeah. He made her, he made her do stuff I didn't like. The devil made her do it. And so that's what the enemy wants me to think. Know what he was doing, it was getting me to do things that I was in opposition with daddy. It really don't matter what she does. If I'm really hosting him, Sean, is this true? If I'm hosting him, he's in love with her anyway, don't matter what she does. I can't be offended with her. And it don't matter what she does, I cannot be if I'm hosting him. But I can be offended with her if that other Jesus called Mammon has access. And I can think, you know what, she needs to change so I can have a better day. Right? A lie from hell. Has anybody ever offended you to the point that you just didn't want to hang out with them? You didn't like them? That's evidence that mammon has a hold on your heart. Let me say it this way. With God, all things are possible. That means you can go through any circumstance or situation and have joy and peace at the same time. You can actually die for Jesus and be full of joy and peace. Amen. That means some of the situations that we bellyache over. I'm not talking to anybody here. I'm talking about the guy in the mirror. Some of the things I get heartburn over. Some of the situations in life that just don't. But look at right there. 104 degree weather. Wow. Trying to make it as light as I can because God's talking to us right now. Whatever the pushback is. Let me encourage you to do this. Find the, the worst kind of pushback you can find and go straight into it. Because you're going to find Jesus there doing something wild. You don't want to miss it. But the enemy's job is to get us so full of frustration and anxiety because things ain't right. Our world is messed up. My God, this culture, the, the world's going to hell in the handbasket. Everything's falling apart. The sky's falling. That didn't come from Jesus. That come from a lying spirit. Because I can assure you, Jesus is pretty calm in his throne, and he ain't got no heartburn. He don't take Rolex. He's pretty sure about his plan. And he started something he will finish. The devil was defeated 2,000 years ago, and Christianity hadn't figured that out yet. 
This is important we address the fact that the enemy has more place in us than we think. And you want to talk about deliverance ministry? You want to get rid of all the, the little imps and all the stuff that deal with mammon and you win. Deal with the spirit of mammon and get it out. And Jesus has access to his house now. Because he can't come into a house that's coveted. That's all into this thing called self-worship. I deserve to be heard. Give me a platform. I want my gifts on this play. No, what Jesus is looking for is faithfulness, not gifts. He gave everybody the gifts. You, everyone that's gifted, oh, that's awesome. But if you're not faithful, it wouldn't mean anything to him. This is important. Y'all got to catch this. Faithfulness is what he's looking for. He wants his house. He wants to be Lord of his house. He wants to be our father. He wants to come to his house, sit down with us, and address the problem so that can be relationship. Amen? But mammon is doing his job well. Amen? How many of y'all want your bank account full? Question is, is it wrong to have a full bank account? No. It's wrong to covet a full bank account. And I, I don't like the phrase, it's wrong. It's not, it's not God that we covet what he already has provided for us. Well, well if you've already, where's that? He's waiting on you to let him give it to you. He just needs you to first receive him first. There's a problem in our world of receiving him. If we'll receive him, all that other stuff follows. But to receive him, it looks a certain way. What does Christ being formed in me look like? Anybody want to know? Here, here we're going to read this here. In 2 Timothy 2.24, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, not be argumentative or debate. Anybody ever argue? Debate over anything? Anybody ever do that? This is a servant of the Lord. Be gentle to all, apt to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. If God perhaps will grant them repentance. I can't make you repent. I can't make you agree with me that he loves you. But if you ever agree with the fact that God wants you in his, and wants you in his heart and wants you, well, he, you're already heart, but he wants your heart. He wants his platform. He wants his house. If I ever convince you of that, then repentance can happen because you'll get the other one out. Amen? So that they may know, that word know is powerful, intimately. Ah, connection presence they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses what does that mean christ being formed in them true identity in christ and escape the snare of the devil mammon having been taken captive by him to do his will you ever heard the slogan the devil made me do it well there you go and the devil's so good at it He'll make you think he's Jesus, and you'll go doing all kind of stuff for Jesus. 
and it's not him. Anybody do good things, but you miss the God things? That happens all the time. There's a lot of good things going on in our world because our definitions are all messed up. But God things, now we're talking. For that to happen, there has to be connection first. And connection starts with the promise of God to everybody, to whosoever will believe they received him. Spirit and fire. And you're not guessing. When you receive him and you get what he wants you to have, you're not guessing. You know you got it. And by the way, everybody else around you knows you got it. Because they are attracted to you. They want to hang out with you because you edify them, you strengthen them, you do it in patience. Amen. You're always building them up, encouraging them. Come on, that's Christ being formed in. It sounds, sounds like the Beatitudes, doesn't it? Did you know that you cannot covet and host Beatitudes? That the spirit of coveting, mammon, doesn't ain't able to operate when Beatitudes are on display. It's very important we catch this, brother. Relationship. Relation. What are we looking for? I like what, by the way, if you find yourself argumentative, always know this. That's mammon at work in your life. If you got a point to prove, anybody ever had a point to prove? That's not Jesus. That's mammon at work in your life. You can't serve two masters. So let me encourage you. Stop trying to prove any points. You're not the revelator. Jesus is. And if the enemy's convinced you you got something that everybody needs, and it's in the form of a Bible study, it's not Jesus giving the Bible study. Hello? We want Jesus to come to his house and enlighten our eyes. Because at the last day, you and I don't get any credit for revealing anything to anybody. Look what the Lord has done is what all of us are going to say. So you have no need that any man teach you but the Holy Spirit. That relaxes me. I can't teach you anything other than what not to do. I can be transparent and show you how God got me out of a ditch, how I stumbled and fell, and how by mercy and grace he got me back up. I can talk to you about that. I can confess my fault with you. You can confess your fault, and we can be healed. But who does the healing? Who does the delivering? Amen. Where does these gifts come from? The gifts of the Spirit belong to him. It means he's at work in his house. Well, pastor, you're a teacher. No, let me say it this way. The gift of the teacher is in me, but he's the teacher. Oh, you're a prophet. Well, no, he prophesies through me because he's the prophet, capital T-H-E. I don't need any titles. I don't need any positions. I need Jesus in my life. I need him to help me today. Right? And Jesus challenges the multitude with this. And he paused for a minute. And he just, the multitude's there. He said, let me ask y'all a question. What was you looking for when you come out to see John, my cousin? 
Was it a reed shaking in the wind? Or did you come out here with your arms closed because you got everything figured out, thinking he was going to preach some kind of false doctrine? Is that what you came out to see? And then he asked him again, what did you come out to see? What was you looking for when you come out here? To see a man dressed in soft raiment, kingly's apparel? Is that what you come out? Why did you come out here? And he asked him a third time, what did you come looking for? A prophet? Yea, and more than a prophet. This is going to help somebody here. Because Jesus says anyone on this side of the cross is greater than John. And Mammon knows it. And Mammon knows it. And Mammon has a problem with everybody in this building and everybody in this world. And he's working overtime to get us drunk on the guy in the mirror, the girl in the mirror, getting us thinking we deserve and that we have entitlements and that our opinion matters and our preferences should be embraced by everybody around me, bless God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's mammon at work. But when I'm in his name, uh, it's all about daddy. It's all about Christ in me, the hope of glory. And all he talks about is you. He won't talk about me. When he's where he belongs, it ain't about I need this and, you know, you need that. You know, that, that voice is from hell. But when daddy has his place in my heart and I do what we were encouraged last weekend, to receive him and to host him, to embrace him and give him his place where it belongs in our heart, all he will talk about is that girl when I'm around her. All he talks about is you. I woke up this morning and had a brother on my heart because that's what daddy wants to talk about. He won't talk about me because he knows if I'll talk to him about what he wants to talk about, he'll take care of me. The bank account might get full. I might get a, you know, T-bone steak at some point. I don't know. Does it matter? No. The Lord wants to give you the kingdom. But if we don't receive him, we miss out on the kingdom. Get this attitude that I deserve. And God ain't done anything bad in this world. All this idea of God loved us, why is he letting this happen and that happen? That's mammon talking. Everything that's happened in this darkness was because humanity made a decision to covet. Humanity made a decision to make it about them. Humanity made a decision that, that the enemy made. You know what? I think I'm going to rise and I'm going to make myself God. We wouldn't say that out loud, but our actions do speak pretty loud, don't they? The next thing you know, we got these debates and this arguments going on. That we, we got the Bible backing us up too. Isn't that interesting? The letter kills. The letter kills. The letter kills. But the Spirit. Get connection. Get connection. Get connection. And when you get the spirit, you get the spirit of truth. And the spirit of truth will reveal what the scriptures are saying, and it's never got covet in it. It's never belittling anybody. But every time you 
quote a scripture out of the Spirit, it brings life. And everybody that hears it says, Jesus just spoke, not Dwayne Lowe, not John Doe, not Jane Doe. Jesus just spoke. Because your DNA has already been set in you by heaven, and God is looking for connection. And everybody in this room knows if I'm telling the truth or not because I know God puts you together. You're powerful. Now, some of you are wrestling through religious ideas and religious traditions. We all do. But that's why he gives us his spirit, so that he can convict us of sin. All right. This will help you. You got the, the group that's the religious group of that day, they could quote all the Torah, 613 laws. I mean, they're, they're the teachers and the masters of Israel. They just sent a group of their followers in soldiers apparel to go get Jesus. He's in the garden. Let me ask you a question. What were they looking for when they went to get good Jesus? Were they looking for a criminal? And why? Where did they get the idea that Jesus was a criminal? Because they believed what they believed was true. They believed what they believed about him because people of influence in their life convinced them it was true. Are y'all tracking yet? And when they get there, Jesus knew what they had come for, and he says, what are you looking for? They said, Jesus of Nazareth, and he says, I am. And they fell back onto the ground. The whole group fell back onto the ground. And while they're getting their composure, have y'all ever read that? That's out there in the Bible. I'm thinking I'm changing my mind about who he is. They get their composure together, but I'm going to just tell you, religious influence is powerful. Even though they experienced, they were in the presence of the one, they experienced it. Anybody been slayed in the spirit? That's kind of like what's, that what happened then. You don't, don't know how to handle the spirit. When he comes... And he's a gentleman. God does not force himself on anybody, does he, Sean? He's a gentleman. He comes by invitation only. Only. He's good. But sometimes we get so hungry for him, and we want him so much, we open up not realizing what his presence is like. And oh. and then you got to go battle your religious traditions that said, oh, that's not necessary. That's just added. If you get that, you're okay. No, you're on your way now. You just started. You're empowered now. And so they're gathering their composure together and getting back up. And they're hearing the voices of those that's influencing them. It sent them to go look for something in opposition to who he really was. And he said again, whom do you seek? Jesus of Nazareth, here I am. Now, everybody that's with me, let them go. 
You've come for me, let them go. Is anybody in your walk with God on that level to where everybody that you have in your path, they experience freedom when they're around you? Just an added nugget, let the Lord talk to you about that. I'm closing with this so that we can, you know, take advantage of the miracle that God wants to do. There's something that God wants to do in you that if you'll meet him where you don't want to go, and that's where when the, when the Spirit of God comes, he convicts us of sin. I don't want to go there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You want the Holy Spirit to come and convict you. Conviction is evidence. His presence is there. He's not there to beat you up. He's there to sit down with you and sup with you and usher you out of your captivity to emotional stress and the dislike of people. Hello. Because he loves every one of the people you're having problems with. And he just sat down in his house that belongs to him, not to you, him, and have communion with you and convict you. All right, I'm guilty. You got me, Daddy. All right, what's the problem? You've been communicating with this other spirit called mammon. And you think everybody needs to worship you. And we need to get over that. I'm here to set you free and empower you to have dominion over this lie that says you're entitled, that your opinions matter and your preferences need to be heard. see how coveting works and if you was to read the book of Malachi you would find out that that was a prophetic utterance from the prophet Malachi of the Messiah to come chapter 1 the nation returns back to God chapter 2 the marriages get healed number 3 God gets acknowledgement on the first of anything you treasure Number four, the heart of the children are turned back to the parents. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. And then Jesus shows up to fulfill the prophecy of Malachi and to put mammon in its place. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're looking at a fire that's seven times hotter. Yeah. Then the other people that got burnt, they're seven times hotter. Love that word, seven. Fall seven times, you get up. You got it. Getting a fire seven times hotter, the best small group ever happened. If y'all have problems with small groups and because they look like fires to you, they are. You want to go to small group. It's scary. But guess who's going to be there in the midst of that fire? Let me tell you something. Did they have something when they came out of that fire that they didn't have prior? Oh, yeah. They wasn't sure before, but they come out on the other side. I know that I know that I know. Right? This will help you. Nathan, the prophet, walks up in the throne room, David. And he says, you're the one. You're the man. You're guilty. David's the king. He can kill him. But David, David, surrender. 
and was honest. And he received the rebuke with conviction. What do you find out about David after that? Because he killed Goliath. He was the man that they sung about that killed his 10,000. Boy, he put the enemy on the run. But the real enemy, he didn't get nailed down because the enemy of mammon came by and got him. And a trapper. When you read it right there, it says it right there. A trapper came by. A spirit. And what did David do when that trapper came? He coveted it. And it bit him. And he tried to cover. Anybody ever try to cover over the thing you covet? The Lord knows it. the guy in the mirror but he comes not to condemn us he comes to convict us and David's whole demeanor was shifted from that event because he let the Lord kill him Paul and Silas man they had a heart for the kingdom didn't they and they knew they were fixing to get in big trouble because they could see it coming. This little girl is being manipulated and controlled by a lying spirit. And they decided to set her free from that darkness. And they knew it was going to bring cost. And they wasn't sure of everything, but they went on ahead and did it because that's what Daddy wanted. Daddy was after his daughter. And they knew taking a whooping was nothing compared to dishonoring daddy in his love for his daughter. Is anybody catching this? Or what, what Christ being formed? You don't care about your own life. When Christ is formed in you, forego that. It's about the next person. And the kingdom comes and peace and joy and all the goodness of God is just like, what? don't matter no more. But if you don't get connected like we heard last week, if we don't get connected with a knowing, you can't quite, I know that I know that I know. If you don't get that happening, this relationship ain't happening. And you'll work hard to ha have a relationship and try to make everybody believe, I believe in Jesus. But you know that ain't, something ain't right. Something ain't right because I keep having these attitude issues and keep stumbling and falling on my face. And Let me say this. You know what tutors and guardians are really for? They're not to exercise authority over anybody. As a pastor here at this house, I'm not here to exercise authority over anybody. I have authority. But the authority I have has to do with my growth in God. I have some scars, y'all. I've got some pains that God set me free from. I've got some issues in my life that he delivered me from. And you're here today to get the benefits of my pain my frustrations and the growth that God done in my life. You're here today to take advantage of what God did for me. And if you're wise enough to submit yourself to it, you're being tutored. You're taking advantage of guardianship so that you too can say, oh my goodness, Jesus did that for you? Oh, he'll do that for me. Oh my goodness. And then you can graduate into sonship. It's not about how the world does authority. It's how Jesus came, God in flesh. 
and demonstrated what authority really is. Some of you have been through hell. And Jesus has done some miracles in your life. But the spirit of mammon wants you to think that, no, I need my bell rung over here, so I'm somebody. Well, you are somebody to daddy. Oh, my, I promise you, you are somebody to daddy. And the only way you can be somebody to somebody else is let daddy in. Right? So I want to challenge you as I bring it to a close and have everybody stand. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Are you looking for Jesus? Or are you looking for something else? If you're here today and your marriage is on the rocks, it's because mammon is your master. Tammy and I could we could spend the next two hours or more telling you how we found out what it looks like to try to be like Christ without Christ being the source and the cost but yet now we get to give this away man if we knew what we knew now when we started boy we'd had a lot of fun but me and hers already agreed our best days are right here forward every scar every bit of the pain is for something God's ready to do that's good. She and I wouldn't be able to serve on the level God called us to serve unless we went through the storm. I'm telling y'all, y'all don't need to be running from fires and frustrations and circumstances that don't look cool. 104 degrees, I'm going to walk out into that and say, thank you, Jesus, man. What are you doing? I don't want to miss it. Your marriage is on the rocks. You don't have enough money for the month that you're living in. All that stuff God's already given is yours. It's just we ain't let him in yet. We got to get him in. Got to let him in. Everything you need is waiting on you opening the door for him to come. You got to get mammon out of the house. Got to get it out. your boss treating you bad on, on the job with Christ inside it ain't a problem it's like man I don't know what's wrong with the boss but I'm, you know what daddy I need to hang out there until you show me what I can do to serve your son or your daughter it's the boss obviously you're, you got me here because you're ready to do a miracle and you encourage yourself in the Lord Right? Daniel? Come on now. He went in that lion's den and the lion became his pillow. But he wasn't sure of everything, but when he came out of that lion's den, he had something more formed in him he didn't have prior. Daddy's talking to us. If, if you're here today and you've let mammon have any place in your life, could I invite you to start moving forward to Jesus? Just move forward to Jesus. And every step, Lord, I need you to help me with this. I got this attitude. I got this coveting problem. I got this desire that's not your kingdom. 
I don't like this person. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with financial issues. Whatever it is, as you come, let daddy come into the house. He wants to sit down with you and sup with you. And he wants to convict you on another level so that he can have more access to his house. That's it. Receive it right now. And as they spake the word, the Holy Spirit fell on them. Hallelujah. The spirit of mammon had enough place in your powerful lives. His day is done. In Jesus' name. Guest, if you need to go, thank you for being here. It was an honor having you here today. We pray you are encouraged and you're blessed. Hope you'll come back. Our prayers are with you. And life changers, let's rally together. Miracles are in the making right now. God bless you.